Hello, and welcome to Exploring Health Equity. In this podcast, we'll hear from community members, doctors, professors, and more on urban health disparities. From the Rodham Institute at George Washington School of Medicine and Health Sciences in Washington, D.C., I'm Diana Flott. And I'm David Flott. This episode will center around the issue of food deserts and obesity in D.C. Ward 1 residents living in Union Row can walk to seven grocery stores without traveling more than a mile. However, a resident living in the Cascade Park Apartments in Ward 8 must travel a 4.2-mile round trip to reach the only full-service grocery store in Ward 8. According to the 2008 Farm Bill, A food desert is an area in the United States with limited access to affordable and nutritious food, particularly such an area composed of predominantly lower-income neighborhoods and communities. This low access is defined by the USDA as living more than one mile from a supermarket or large grocery store in urban areas and as more than 10 miles from a supermarket or large grocery store in rural areas. According to the U.S. Policy Center, Food deserts span over 11% of D.C. Food deserts tend to be in low-income areas and directly correlated with higher African-American populations. The two wards with over three-fourths of the food desert area of D.C. are Wards 7 and 8, which consist of a 92.6% and 92.2% black population, respectively. Rather than travel over four miles for groceries, Many Ward 7 and 8 residents rely on local corner stores or fast food restaurants for food. These corner stores are typically full of unhealthy food items and lack much produce and other healthy whole foods. In comparison to the nationwide poverty rate of 15.5%, Ward 7 and 8's poverty rates of 26.3 and 37.4% respectively are very high. Taking this into account, Ward 7 and 8 residents are unlikely to spend the 5 to $7 cost of transportation to a grocery store when a convenience store is just a block away. Wanda Polite is an outreach manager of Turning the Page and a health advocate who lives in Ward 7. She points out that there is a two-fold problem in helping the underserved, awareness of opportunities and education on how to eat healthily. It's twofold. The city offers a lot of services, but how to reach those services are not well known in the communities where it needs to be enforced or even educated about it. I think if the community was made aware of what's out there to support them and help them, the community would be well-rounded. For instance, they have Products Plus, That's a great food program that the community could be valued from. It's located here, I know, almost in every section, Deanwood, Southeast, Minnesota Avenue. They have it, but it's so selected with the time frame and it's visible, yes, but if people don't know it, they don't go to it. The second one is Once they get the fresh fruits and vegetables, there needs to be more sample examples of how to prepare them properly. Because old habits are hard to change. You can give all the fruit and vegetables you want, but if you're gonna boil those greens all day long, you've taken all the vitamins out. 
Well, families don't know that because it's a cultural thing to put the pot on all day. They don't realize they're losing all the nutrients. But they'll tell you, if you ask them how they're anemic, yeah, I eat my greens, I eat my spinach, I eat my proteins, I eat my beans. But they don't realize, because it's a habit of putting that on all day, that all you need to do is saute it really quick. So when I went to Ward 8 Greens Market on Martin Luther King Avenue by Doc, uh, Martin Luther King Middle School, they had someone there actually that had fixed the dish, that had the recipe and explained the value. So I think again, explanation and education is so valuable to the community. When people cannot get access to healthy food or do not know how to prepare it, they will have to rely on corner stores and fast food restaurants, which can lead to issues with obesity. According to the DC Department of Health, 72% of adults in wards seven and eight are overweight or obese. Another organization working on the food problem in Washington, D.C. is D.C. Greens. It depends on food education, access, and policy to advance food justice in D.C. Asha Carter, Outreach Director, on how D.C. Greens is working to solve the problem. I think one of the biggest things that we're trying to do is make it so that people who have a lived experience of food injustice um, and a lived experience of, of suffering from um, the structural inequities um, in this country and in this city in particular, um, that they are supported with resources, including like training and money um, for like travel and the time spent um, to be able to engage in these spaces that are where people are making decisions about their lives. Um, and you know, policy that is being made without people, um, the, pe the input of the people who are most impacted is necessarily going to be policy that doesn't work for them. Um, so a lot of what we're trying to do is make it so that the spaces in the city where food policy is being discussed are spaces that are better primed to be able to receive people who are most impacted um, and really take their, their um, input and criticism very seriously and deal with it. Um, and also trying to support people who are most impacted to know about what rooms those are, when things are happening, what's the history, what's the background, um, and helping people get the tools they need to be able to really deeply engage in those spaces. Carter reinforced the central issue behind the high obesity levels in Ward 7 and 8, the lack of access to healthy food. East of the River in Ward 7 and 8, um, like in Ward 8, for example, you have one grocery store for about like 98, 95,000 people. Um, whereas in Ward 3, I believe the figure is more like one grocery store for every 10,000 people. Um, so I can go around here and like go to get groceries in lots of places. Um, but it's not like that at all east of the river. Um, and so you have people who are traveling to Maryland and Virginia in order to access food. And not only to access fresh and healthy food like produce, which is really, really hard to get if you live in one of these areas, um, but also to be able to have a shopping experience that they enjoy. Um, you know, people are willing to travel for access to a good experience also, but people shouldn't have to. Um, they shouldn't have to travel in order not to be treated like criminals at their grocery store. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of inequity in the city in terms of where grocery stores are, how they decide to site, um, but also just the level to which people um, have access to it in terms of like transit and money and also in terms of like people's access to owning something. Um, like does anybody own a store? There's a Safeway in Ward 7 and one in Ward 8. Giant has one store in Ward 8. Grocery chain stores should follow their lead to open stores and sell wholesome fresh foods in Ward 7 and 8 where food deserts exist. Though healthy food access is a major issue in Ward 7 and 8, 
there's more than just access in the fight against diet-related illnesses. Many health professionals know this, that access to healthy food is also only one part of the puzzle in terms of people's health. Um, a lot of people who are struggling with access to healthy food are also struggling with um, consistent access to quality housing um, that, is, that is safe and that is healthy. Um, a lot of these people are also dealing with um, chronic, terrible stress that's caused by living in poverty or very traumatic environments. Um, and so there's a lot that's impacting people's health. And I know, you know, part of the reason why the Produce RX program exists is because, you know, these health providers really care about their patients and see that they are struggling with these diet-related illnesses, um, but don't feel like they have anything to give them. Like they can just tell them to eat more fruits and vegetables, but healthcare providers know that there's like a, a lot of, a lot of pieces at play. Um, and so we hope that we can continue like giving healthcare providers um, resources so that they can support people um, in those ways. To recap, there are not enough grocery stores in Ward 7 and 8, so many rely on corner stores that sell unhealthy food, which leads to a high proportion of overweight or obese adults in those wards. To combat this, organizations like DC Greens, Martha's Table, and so others might eat are also leading the fight against food deserts and obesity. Doctors and other healthcare professionals should keep food access issues in mind when discussing patients' diets. Clinicians can refer patients to these resources to try to improve the disparities in food access. This podcast series is led by David Slaw and Diana Slaw at the Rodham Institute. We'd like to thank the Rodham Institute at the George Washington School of Medicine and Health Sciences and the Johns Hopkins Digital Media Center. If you'd like to find out more or donate to the Rodham Institute, please visit our website at smhs.gwu.edu slash Rodham Institute. Thanks for tuning in to Exploring Health Equity.